We're going to continue in our lessons about Ahavas Yisrael. And so if we think we know what it is to love Klad Yisrael, we just are clueless. Unless we start to take these lessons and really dive in what it is to really, really and truly have Ahavas Yisrael. And so we're going to start here with what it is to have Akdut in the terms of what is true unity. So in Tractate Menachot, it states that the four species taken on Sukkot that comprise the mitzvah alulav, two of them bear fruit and two of them do not bear fruit. So I want to open this up a little bit because the four species taken on Sukkot are the lulav, the etrog, the hasadim, hadasim, and the aravot. So the lulav and the etrog both come from fruit-bearing trees. The lulav comes from a date tree. And the etrog is the fruit of the citron tree. So the Zahadasim and Aravot both are twigs from non-fruit-bearing bushes. So here the Gemara explains that these four species resemble different groups among the Jewish people. So fruit, in this context, it symbolizes the good deeds, the fruit of one's labor. And the two of these species represent people who do good deeds and the other two represent those that don't have good deeds so the Gemara also quotes an opinion that one does not fulfill the mitzvah at taking the four species on Sukkot unless they are all held together in one bundle so therefore the Hadassim and the Ravot must be tied to the Lulav and maintains also that although it's not tied to the other species, nevertheless, one must hold the etrog together with the other three. So, however, and according to Allah, this is not required, though one should still beautify the mitzvah by, by tying them together. So, a person does not satisfy this mitzvah obligation until they are all tied together in one bundle. It's what uh, the Beis HaLevi here is bringing down. So similarly, similarly, when Bnei Israel beseech Hashem's appeasement, their request is not granted until they are all tied together in one bundle. So it is clear that the mitzvah of love refers to the entire people, everyone together. And similarly, it's also found in uh, Avot, in, in Avot, that what is an example of hatred of mankind, that one should not have in mind to say, love the Torah scholars and hate the unlearned, but rather love them all. Are we listening how powerful Adut is? How powerful it is? So based also on, on the above halakha, the Gemara teaches that just as one must unite all the four species, going back to the Lulov and the Etrog, uh, just as a person has to unite all four of them, so too the Jewish people will not have our prayers answered unless we are all united in Agdut, the righteous and the non-righteous together. Do we understand this? Lessons that we can take from what we have and to do the mitzvah on Sukkot, on Sukkot, which look at what happened right after Sukkot. Do we understand the connection here? Rachi understands this to refer to a communal fast. The effectiveness of the fast depends on the unity of the community. The unity of the community. I like that. It even rhymes. So this concept also 
it's, it's, it's problematic. Our sages, don't our sages teach that one must distance himself from evildoers? Doesn't it seem to be like a little bit contradictory here? So the Nesivos HaKodesh explains in the name of Rav Shlomo Bloch that these evildoers are people who wish to repent. They want to do teshuva and join their fellow Jews in their prayer. However, we must avoid evildoers who had no desire, the ones that don't care to, uh, to do the to, to do a teshuva or to join together with us. And also, going further, the Gemara states and based on, on the verse that who built his strata in the heavens and founded his group upon the earth. So here Rashi explains that when the Jewish people are united, we're in a dut. When, when, it's when we have a strong foundation. We're only strong as a people when we are united, when we are united in Abdut. And so as long as, as long as we are all bound together in one bundle, it's very difficult to break us. But if each reed, let's say, is held separately, if each person is distanced from the other, it can easily be snapped it can easily be broken the person can easily be broken so here the midrash interprets it interprets of this verse a little differently when 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 is hashem exalted is when the jewish people are together in one bundle are we understanding that when we are all together and they shall all unite as one for during the that segment of shimona ezra we are praying that all the inhabitants of the world should recognize Hashem. And therefore, He will be exalted. That can be achieved only, only through Abdut. And although a person must love Torah scholars and laymen alike, nevertheless, the Sefer Haredim writes that there is a separate mitzvah to love Torah scholars. It's a separate, it's a requirement. We have to love and, and honor our Torah scholars. But at the same time, we have to be in Adut. We have to be in Adut. So there's really no contradiction here. It's basically what, what, what we're learning. If the person is not learned, and you are, you don't hate them. You bring them close to you. If the person is not learned, and they're wicked, what does that mean? They have no desire to do Teshuvah. They don't care to do Teshuvah. Or maybe they were learned at one point and decided to just fall off the path on their own and they know what, what they're doing is wrong and they still want to do it. Then that's someone that, or may, they may want to influence you, okay, to go and join to what they're doing and be an influence, a negative influencer, or, or try to influence you in some way. You distance yourself from those. Doesn't mean that you're going to go around and you're going to create a hatred in your heart and you're going to start because we don't have that hashbon. We don't know what truly is in that yid's heart. But if you on the surface know something to be true such as that, then you could safeguard yourself and maintain somewhat of a distance. But when it has to do with everyone else, which is the majority, which are unlearned, tinok nishba in our generation, we have to be an adult. We have to stand together in a way that we have to pray for them, we have to dive in for them, we have to share, we have to care as well in unity. Because once we're in unity, we are unbreakable. We are untouchable. Hashem becomes the omnipresent in our lives and in the world. When the world sees that Klad Israel is unified, they cannot come and touch us and create any havoc within us. You understand? It's only when there's this unity that the other side and the, 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 the world and the Yetzirah, like was with the story 
<coughs> of Bilam can only come where we're in a state of disunity, then all havoc can come in, lo aleinu. And we saw what that, what, what that looked like. We saw a little bit of it on Simcha Torah. We saw a little bit, a little bit of what could have been. I'm telling you, we only saw a little bit, a little bit on October 7th. Okay, what it means when we're not in Akdut. So we have to do our best to be united in Akdut, sharing and caring and praying and knowing that we're all one. I don't care if they have a kippah, no kippah. I don't care if they're from, 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 uh, I don't care. Hashem doesn't care. And if Hashem doesn't care, I don't care. What matters is, is he a Yehudi? He's a Yehudi. You love him. You pray for him. We create that bond that closes no loss, no nara, no saying anything, anything disparaging or sharing anything on social media that disparages any one of Hashem's children. Everyone in this world has their own process, has their own process in this world. Your process is no better than mine, and mine is no better than yours, right? But we all sin because no one here is an angel, so our sins are either, neither, one is better than the other one. So a sin is a sin is a sin. So does it mean that because our sin is a little different, that their sins is more grievous? Absolutely not. They are also in their process, and they're exactly in the place where Hashem put them himself. Okay, because they have also what to do and what to learn like you do and like I do. In our life also, we're constantly learning and growing and doing Teshuvah every day. And so they are also in their process. So that Heshbon, no one is capable of doing. No one can do Heshbon for Hashem. We can barely do it for ourselves. So what I'm saying is that we have to always, always be an adult. And we have to be careful what we share on social media, on the internet, on WhatsApp, on any of these social technologies or whatever. We can't share and say disparaging things about any Jew. I don't care what they're doing. Stay quiet. No one's asking for your opinion because all it's doing is creating damage. You're not changing the world because you want to make a comment. You don't, you're only what you're doing, what a person is doing in such a case is that they're adding more of a case on the side of the prosecutor in Shemaim so that there can be more din against Klai Jarel. That's what a person is doing when they say something or share something or make a comment or something about any Jew, any Jew in Klai Israel. So we have to be very careful of what we do, very careful. And if it's impossible for you to find in yourself that you find yourself to be in a dude, let's say with a certain person or whatever, then stay quiet, stay quiet. It. Do not get involved and do not create more of a damaging situation for Cloud Israel because right now we have to work on merits. Right now we have to work on being an adult. Right now we have to work on giving Hashem such a strong case in His hand because this world is created on a cause and effect system. And so, therefore, in order for Hashem to fight our battles, we have to give Him and show Him that we have the merits to do so. And as we saw, not even like less than two months ago, that at the state of disunity that His children were in, Hashem caught our attention. Is a shame that he had to use some Rashaim, Amalekim, to do that. 
that we couldn't do that on our own. But nevertheless, we're here and we're learning and we're 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 we're, we're gonna be in Akdu because we are in Akdu and we want to stay stronger. We don't want to weaken that. We don't want to lessen our prayers and lessen our sharing and lessen our caring. We have to figure out ways how every single day, guys, every single day you need to have a list of things that you need to do to have more Ahavas Israel. You need to do more every day. Pick it upon yourself to do more for the Klal. And I want to also add here from the Beis HaLevi on, on, on the, the key, the key to, to the answered prayers. Okay, there was, this explains a Midrash according, according to that, that when you cry out, let your cohort rescue you. But the wind will carry them all off. So the simple meaning of this verse is that the prophet is asking a rhetorical question. Will all the groups of your idols save you? Surely not. Instead, the wind will carry them all away. So, however, the Midrash, right, Bereshit, interprets this verse, verse differently. When you cry out, let your cohorts rescue you. It refers to the groups of Yaakov and the Shevatim. Yaakov and the Shevatim saved the family from Esav, and the wind will carry them all off. It refers to Esav and his army, guys. So the Beis HaLevi explains, when an army fights in battle, like where we are right now, the larger the army, the more successful it will be. Why? Why? Because a huge army can spread across the entire enemy country, fighting them on many fronts. However, however, if the army concentrates all of his groups into one area, its size is pointless and the advantage of its numbers is wasted. So regarding the Jewish people, however, the opposite is true. When the Jewish people gather to pray, the size of the gathering, the gathering is not important. Are you listening? We're holding here now. Rather, the main factor is that they should be united with only one goal. If thousands of people pray together, but their hearts are distanced from each other, their prayers are not effective. They're ineffective. But if they join together as one, even if they are few in numbers, listen, even if they are few in numbers, but they're joining together as one, their prayers will be answered. And this is the meaning of the Midrash, that although Yaakov and his children were few in number, nevertheless, they were united. They were in Akdut, and therefore they were able to succeed. And Esav, who led a large army, but their hearts were distanced from, from one another, the wind, the wind carried them away. So the Beis HaLevi states, in the name of the Sifre Musar, that before one begins to pray, he should concentrate on loving every Jew and unite himself with them. Right before you pray, you have to say in your mind and you have to feel it in your heart. Yeah, I love everyone in Klan Israel. Hashem, I'm davening together as a zibur. I'm davening together in unity with all my brothers and sisters throughout the whole world, wherever they are. So indeed, some siduram include the following prayer based on the Arizal. It has this prayer, Behold, I accept upon myself the mitzvah of love your fellow as yourself. And I love every Jewish person like my soul and like my resources. And how am I prepared? And now I'm prepared to designate my mouth to pray in front of God, the King of Kings, Hashem Kadosh Baruch Hu. 
So we have to, we have to have in mind our prayers to include all our brothers and sisters wherever Hashem put them in the world. Our prayers are always worded in plural form. Guys, have you not, have you not noticed that? Our prayers are always in plural form, even when we do, we do it. You know, we did not this, we did not that. We, 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 it's all us. So our prayers are always, always in plural. Return us, forgive us, heal us, hear our voices. Why? Why is this so? So the Sefer Hasadim explains that there are those who pray, yet their prayers don't go answered. While others pray and they're answered. Why is that? So the reason that one's prayers go unanswered can be possibly because this person would not have prayed for his friend had his friend been in need. So the lack of love for his fellow Jew causes his prayers to go unanswered. And this is why... This is why we always pray in the plural to include everyone in our prayers. We have to have that kavana when we're davening. If you didn't know, now you know. So now make this your day one that when you start to daven and when you continue your davening, you always keep in mind all of Klal Israel and, and know and say that you are joining the Klal in these prayers and you're praying for everyone no matter where they are in the world that you're united as one. And the Sefer Hasadim concludes always pray in the plural to include everyone in our prayers. Sefer Hasadim also concludes with fright, frightening words, guys, frightening, that one who doesn't pray with others in mind is no different than an animal, which likewise doesn't care about his friends. Look at that. Look, look how it's looked at in Shemaim. Rav Shlomo Kluger adds a fascinating point here that since our prayers are all in plural, if one's intention is only for himself, he's lying. Actually, he's lying. And regarding one who lies, the verse states very clearly in Tehillim, it says in, in, in Tehillim 101, that one who tells lies shall not be established before my eyes. So therefore, he writes that before he begins his prayers, a person has to be careful to accept upon himself the mitzvah of loving every single Jew. Are we getting that guy? Because every Jew counts. Rab Matisiaho Deutsch a Rabin Ramat Shlomo shared with um, with the Beis Halavi a beautiful thought on the Havas Israel. The Halacha is that if two letters of the Sefer Torah are touching each other, it's pasul, it's invalid, even if the words can be read. So it's a well known, and 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 uh, we see that also in the Zohar Chadash uh, and in the end of Shira Shirim. Okay, that that uh, there are six hundred thousand letters in the Torah. It corresponds to the 600,000 souls of the Jewish people. And the lesson is that just as a Sefer Torah needs every letter, so too the Jewish people need every soul. So if you count the letters in the Torah, you're going to find that there are actually far fewer letters. And there's various explanations to how to count the 600,000 letters in the Torah. So one of the answers is that between each two letters in the Torah, there's a space. And that space counts also as a letter as well. It all depends on what kind of Jew you are. Certain Jewish souls correspond to an actual letter, while others are not worthy of that. And their neshamot souls correspond to the space between the letters. Do you get that? 
that is their part in the Torah. So they may seem empty and lowly, but they also accomplish something. So they serve as the necessary space between the letters. Look at how beautiful our Torah, everything's in our Torah. So when the two letters touch, these Jews part is missing. And if we are missing one Jew, one Jew, even the lowliest Jew, the Sefer Torah becomes Pasul. So every Jew counts. Every Jew, no matter who he is. Are we starting to get that, guys? Are we starting to get that? Also, if a shul has various factions that don't get along, rather than praying together in the same shul, each faction should form its own congregation. And of course, the idea would be that they all get along. But if they don't, their prayers will not be answered properly. This is dangerous, guys. Therefore, it's better that they split up and remain at peace rather than to join together and to have a makloket. We talked about the, the, the danger of having makloket. Dangerous. Look, again, we saw the example in October 7th. This is what happens with makloket and how Hashem sees makloket. It's not something to play with, guys. So we're two halves of a whole. Hashem commanded Hashem commanded Moshe Rabbeinu to count the Jewish people. He told Moshe Rabbeinu that he should not count each person individually. We learn that in our Torah. We see that in Shemot. Remember, everyone should donate a silver coin. Valued a half a shekel. Half a shekel. All the coins should be counted. And what's the reason for this? And it says in our Torah, so that a plague should not befall the Jewish people when they are counted. So why would counting the people individually cause a plague? Why? So Rabbeinu Bahaya explains that when a person is counted as an individual, he's separated from the group. And when one is separated from everyone else, he's in danger. For one then needs his own merit to survive. Are you listening? I don't know about you. I don't, I, I, I don't have enough merits to put myself or think I have any merits to put myself in, 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 in any harm's way. So therefore, everyone, everyone gave a coin instead and they kept their unity intact and which protected them from harm. So each person has the joint merits of the group to protect them. And Rabbeinu Bahaya, you know, writes, brings many examples from the Tanakh where we find this concept that unity protects. Unity protects. Again, unity protects and separation harms. Do we understand that? So additionally, to furthermore, each person gave a coin valued only half a shekel. Not a coin with the value of a full shekel to symbolize like one's not complete. This is that this is what it meant. It's basically you're not complete unless you have the other. You're only half. You're not whole unless you have the part of the other person. So everyone needs to join his friend to make himself whole. Whether one is wealthy and can afford thousands of coins. Or if one is poor and can barely afford half a shekel. We are all equally dependent on one another. And that is the message of the half a shekel. When each person is on his own as a separate individual, he is in danger, guys. Only when we become unit, united. Only when we have a do. Only when we, we unite with our friend and we understand that he cannot survive on his own merit, only, only then are we 
protected. So it's very, very powerful. I'm telling you that dude is the answer to everything. If you're not getting that by now, then I don't know. Start from lesson one and start to really understand. And if you're still not getting it, replay for yourself what happened on October 7th. As gruesome as that may be, it's a wake-up call because it was a wake-up call for all of Claudia Israel for a reason. Because Hashem doesn't do anything unless he has a purpose to do it. And Hashem is always talking to us through nature. Because as we could see, we could understand, we know Hashem's language. And when that, that situation happened, it was a clear sign of the disunity and lack of akdut and lack of love that we had for one another. What caused that, that Hashem had to use such, such a amalek to remind us of who we are, to remind us that we are Jewish people and we are one nation, to remind us that we are one nation and we're part of Kadosh Baruch Hu, that you are not better than me and I'm not better than you and all our sins are sins and not one sin is more than the other, that we're all in this together and when we daven for each other and when we share and give to each other and when we are in adult and we protect and defend each other, and Shemaim, they do the same for you. But if a person wants to be smart and think that they have it all figured out and they think that their ego is going to protect them, right? And they're going to start downgrading and talking bad about any Jew, whoever they are, and they think they know who this Jew is and his past and his past lives and, and the arrangement that Hashem made with him before he came to this world. And let's say a person has such a chutzpah that they know that, so they are on their own and they're very, very, they're in a very dangerous place to be. All the void for that person. But we are not like that. That's why we are taking this shiur. That's why we're spending time, the time that Hashem gave you. Because even the time that you're spending and listening to this shiur is the time that Hashem gave you to use to learn this, this lesson. And by learning this, it's a mitzvah. And when you're learning how to love and how to have love for Havas Israel, it's a merit that you're giving to Cloud Israel. And these, this is what's going to win the war. This is our protection. This is our, our, all of us, our protection. Because we're all in this together. And the more united we are, the stronger we can be. And the stronger we are, nothing, nothing, nothing can come in. Nothing will, we will see and continue to see, guys, open miracles before our very eyes. Don't be foolish. Don't be, think you're wiser than anyone. Just be part of the cloud. Be part of the cloud. Because when you're part of the cloud, you are part of Hashem. When you're not part of the cloud, you become distance from Kadosh Baruch Hu. And that is not a place I don't think anyone wants to be in. So with that being said, let's give a little talk list of what to do for today. And today's to, today's little thing to do is we're going to like be 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 sensitive. Be aware, eyes wide open. If you're on social media, if you're in any WhatsApp group and you see anything passing around about anything negative about any Jew, I don't care what they're doing. I don't care. I don't care. Whatever they're doing, do not comment. Find yourself, restrict yourself, push yourself back. Don't say anything. Don't say anything at all. And if you see that someone is doing something like that and you could, you could reach out to them privately, 
privately because we're no one to to really like embarrass anybody because that's the last thing you want to do is embarrass anybody and that means that we, we we're not moose our experts but because we love him you could private message that person and you could say i just learned a class on what it is to have a havas israel and i know that you what you what you're doing i'm, I'm sure you have a reason for it but as a cloud we have to stick together and this is what's going to make us win this war and this is what's going to make us powerful and it's, it's a form of being united in the eyes of hashem because is what hashem wants us to do and all you have to do is just say that to him privately just say that give him give them the link you know to this course and let him you know uh, uh listen to this class or send them to trust hashem.org all the lessons are there all the lessons are there for Havas israel lessons on bitahon lessons on lashon because that also falls under lashon by the way the disparaging another jew 100 percent lashon okay and so and other lessons also about the book of tehillim and it's the, and the deep secrets all these lessons are on trust hashem.org send them there do a favor to another yid and send them there so he too can learn because maybe he doesn't know maybe he doesn't know and so we have to always always try to give kafschut to our fellow jews because they are ours you don't give kafschut to the goy you don't give kafschut to the ishmaelite you give kafschut to our fellow yidden so with that being said baruch adonai amen be amen we'll continue with these lessons tomorrow